You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. Welcome to a special Tuesday edition of Mayor's Monday with East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle. Madam Mayor, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Of course, Monday was the holiday, and so we are here today. Thanks for making the time. I'm really interested to hear from you about this physical study. Don't, don't let your eyes glaze over, everyone out there. It's really interesting. East Hampton did an internal study on equity to raising the issue, posing the question, is East Hampton spending its values? Tell us what you did, why you did it, and what the results are. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we, uh, as a city, you know, I took the pledge in June of 2020, the city, a lot of conversation, um, some very pointed, needed pointed conversation, very awkward, very uncomfortable, um, and and really created some fissures in, in our community. And, and while that work's still going on, I look also at some of that work going on in communities around us, and I feel like the DEI E equity justice initiatives um, really have gotten bogged down in semantics and structure, and that's important, um, but the work is urgent. And I would just say those who um, don't realize equity and their lives, they've been waiting a long time. Let's snap to it. Um, so we went back, I brought in River uh, Rivera Consulting um, from Boston. Winilia Rivera is very, is the principal, very, um, very well known and and known uh, and knows Western Mass, and we took a deep dive with them, giving a lot of documents. She and her team, and looked at uh, the dollars we had spent since 2017, where I considered like the first budget that I had to implement, and going forward to last year's budget, uh, were we spending the dollars in a way in departments that reflected the spoken values of the East Hampton residents. Um, in the form of public speak and meetings and um, gatherings and protests and uh, parades and whatnot, but also um, based on the several publicly driven uh, studies that we've done over the last four years. So open space, housing, uh, taking a look at the schools, taking a look at seniors, taking a look um, at what exactly we should do for infrastructure, where we should do infrastructure. So. I picked up a theme with my team to go forward based on what folks had said um, over the last five years they wanted to see in their city. Um, and also when I kind of said we need to snap to it, I speak only for East Hampton and myself. And I got frustrated and, and our and community engagement was lacking. It wasn't authentic. It wasn't consistent when it comes down to it. We didn't know um, where the the bleep people were, and they didn't really want to be, you know, they just, yeah, everybody wants to live their lives. And we had, as a city, it's on us. It's our part. Fast forward, I, I switched the um, tactic to internal. We're starting with the department heads, and we've been working with them almost a year through Rivera Consulting, and they're working directly with them, focus groups. The big overall theme to wrap it up for Bill Newman is collaboration. Well, let so me we well can't yeah. Well, let me ask you, uh, you did this whole study, the city did this whole study. Did you give yourself, did you give the city a grade? How'd you do? Oh, well, it's not good. I mean, there is no grade. Now Now we have to implement, right? I mean, so we have um, uh, 
Rivera Consulting set up a test. We have a test coming up around community engagement, restructuring how we do it, not doing it just around grants or a holiday. Um, so that'll start in the spring. And then like the super final, the capstone uh, will be what I do with the budget this year, which will look um, different. And the community uh, improvement plan is, is gonna look different as well. So you're gonna see a real split between projects and items. Um, and the, the uh, this is not breaking news for the department heads. They, they know this is coming at them because they've been working on it um, themselves. And one of the things the department heads talked about over and over again in these different small groups and one-on-ones and surveys and whatnot has been, um, they'd like to know more about truly what other departments do and can do and how do they collaborate because their particular project, their particular department not might not be the best suited for a very urgent need in our community, focusing around engagement and listening, understanding, um, which sounds like very overused words. Um, but when you're doing, you know, equity work and justice work, and you're talking about closing gaps, um, those words really, you know, need to have more action behind them, I felt, in East Hampton. Um, and I am stunned, and I, I, what I've seen so far, uh, the drafts of it are, I cannot believe, yeah, it's just really, it, it's fantastic. I, it gives me a, it gives me, it gives me some hope after Michael Clare's uh, interview earlier this morning. So. <laughs> is is this effort in this focus of East Hampton is it singular to East Hampton, or are you basing it on what some other municipality has done? Yeah. So Rivera Consulting has done this, and this is what caught my eye. If they did something similar, not exactly um, the the folks. Uh, focus on such a long fiscal period with Worcester um, around community engagement, what neighborhoods look like, no neighborhood is too small. And it was really a great way to take a look at, um, to dig deeper into the data. Because as a small city, we're not so great at, we have a lot of data, but organizing it, collecting it, making it usable, we're, it's not a strong suit. Uh, so this really enabled us uh, to align values to data to dollars. I'd like to turn to another topic, if we might, Mayor, and it is, the, it is the headline of this weekend's, this past weekend's Daily Hampshire Gazette front page, big story. School leaders balk at lottery for vocational ed. Legislators seek to make, seek to make admission more equitable for students, but admins say that won't solve the problem of too few seats. I would like to know how East Hampton participates in Smith Vocational, which we think of, many people think of, and I often do as a Northampton, part of the Northampton school system. But in fact, I think two thirds of the students at Smith Voc are not from Northampton. I assume East Hampton is involved. Can you tell us yeah. how East Hampton accesses Smith Vocational High School and what you think about this lottery for vocational ed? Well, I East Hampton uh, sends students to Smith Folk and also SeaTech, which is down in West Springfield, the Lower Pioneer Valley Educational Collaborative um, uh, runs it. 
every school district department needs to choose a, a primary vocational provider if they do not have a vocational high school, um, which falls under chapter 74, um, under the, the regulation, education regulations of the city, uh, I mean, of the state. We have chosen for the last several years, CTEC, um, very sound program. We've had lots of very successful graduates. Uh, the concern I had when I first became mayor, I continue to have it, uh, talked about it at a couple of school committee meetings. CTEC is a half-time program. So students get on a bus a little earlier, they go to CTEC for half of the day and then come back to East Hampton High for academics. And then some are in an afternoon cohort down at CTEC in the morning. And you're losing, you know, those students are losing time in the community. They're losing time in the campus curriculum overall of the high school. And a lot of times it will prevent uh, CTEC students from participating in extracurriculars, um, sports, clubs, um, uh, you name it, a job. You know, they have a job. Uh, Smith Volk, um, they're, you go there full time. Uh, they have about the same uh, shops. If you do not find the shop that you are interested in at CTEC, you may apply to Smith Vocational and the city will send you there. Um, that said, I am a former vocational um, high school teacher, teen, Dean Tech back in the early 90s, US history. And um, you know, from that experience, and I don't think it changed over, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago, or seems like a million years ago, um, you're walking out of vocational high school with two degrees. I mean, you're getting certificates and a lot of, um, you know, are setting up for licensing and you're getting high school diploma that has to meet the exact same requirements as kids at East Hampton High. Uh, the lottery um, is a move uh, just out of frustration um, for those around, including mayors who are looking at workforce or looking at attendance at looking at kids who did not come back after COVID. And, and that really amplified and intensified the realignment needed in chapter 74 schools. Too many of them, you know, there's not enough of them. It takes forever for certification. Uh, there's many opportunities for unions to get involved, to train, and that doesn't seem in the forefront. So a lottery to make it more equitable, I guess similar to a charter school, um, it might be just a step closer and you could put priorities like Smith Vocational, those who, who are members of that, you know, get some kind of a priority, but other than other than that, you apply in lottery. I, not ideal. I'm not thrilled with the idea, but I don't know what else to do. So go back just for a second, if you would, please, uh, Mayor, and we are speaking with the Mayor of East Hampton, Nicole LaChapelle. Why doesn't East Hampton use Smith Vogue primary, as its primary uh, vocational school? Cost. Well, that's a direct and to the point answer. I appreciate that. Um, and what the article says, of course, is that the reason to have some kind of a lottery, and this is a bill that is sponsored by State Senator Joe Comerford, uh, is that, well, uh, there are more students looking to be in a vocational high school. Far, that number far exceeds the number of seats that there are. You have some thoughts about that? Yeah, it has for decades. I mean, that's, that's not a new, and I think what happened to Dean Vocational as a Chapter 74 cutting edge um, Vogue school back in the day, vocational technical school, um, it's around funding. And, you know, chapter 74 schools are, you know, other 
schools. They're not public schools. They're not charter day schools. And and the the seats have been short in different shops. Um, I'd be curious to see if Dean Tech was ever actually, I think it started full and then went down. A lot of lack of support, I feel, for English language learners. Um, but the shortage that, the shortage of seats we're talking about now has just grown deeper. It, it's not that we were on top of this, I would say ever. Um, when you look at real, I mean, if I could have any or hope for anything for Smith Vogue, and I know they wouldn't have a problem, I'd look at Worcester and their national award-winning vocational schools and how they've done private, public-private and, and public union relationships and partnerships to keep those shops tip-top um, and assist students and teachers of how to teach academics in a vocational environment. A remedial question for me uh, to pose to you, Mayor. Does Smith Vogue charge per student? Uh, how does that work? And does the other vocate? Yeah. So yep. if you want mm -hmm. to, you, a student applies, they have a right to go to the, your designated or the city's designated vocational school, but then the city then has to pay the vocational school for that student. Give us some idea of the numbers. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, between, um, and this is really hairy eyeball, like between fifteen and $17,000 plus transportation. So what would happen is I want to go to vocational school in East Hampton. I go and look at CTEC, I go look at Smith Vogue, and I decide, um, okay, I really want to go to Smith Vogue for auto body. Um, I then apply, I get accepted by Smith Vogue, and I have to have my superintendent sign off that I can go to Smith Vogue over our department chosen vocational provider, which is CTEC. Auto body is something that CTEC has. So, um, you know, pending other mitigating services, circumstances, but on the face of the application, the superintendent would say, no, you can access auto body down at CTEC. Um, and it's more expensive, it's more expensive for East Hampton to send someone to Smith Oak than to CTEC? Yeah. Well, it's half a day and they, they own their own transportation system. And when you leave early, and then come back midday and whatnot. Like you have buses on the road, you're extending hours more than you are extending new buses. Now, when we have, I mean, I'm sure we have a bus now that goes to Smith Folk, but to have several of your buses, it's it, it's expensive. We are speaking with the mayor of East Hampton on this special Tuesday edition of Mayor's Monday. When we come back, the state of the search for a new superintendent of schools. We'll be right back. Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. We continue our conversation on this special Tuesday edition of Mayor's Monday with East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle. We were talking while we were off air about your thoughts and continuing our conversation about why more students or most students from East Hampton who seek and want to have a vocational educational vocational education, excuse me, can't go to or don't go to Smith Vocational uh, near part of the community. Why not? 
I mean, part of the community before I was mayor and as mayor and as somebody who's familiar with the voc uh, technical um, community and system, I'm 100% behind. Let's figure out the money and if and make Smith Folk our primary vocational provider. It's in our community. It's in our county. They have really great connections to local uh, employers. And quite honestly, the kids spend more time um, at school and off buses. And the expense because the 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 smith folk is a total program a high school as well as a vocational yeah. program it's yep. ex it's expensive i assume I, I mean relatively expensive i mean you know i i could say you know it's more expensive for for us when we want a plumber or somebody to fix our car or an electrician by not investing in this generation now i mean you know you need some electrical work you're Waiting. But the, but the cost that yeah. I'm talking about is the cost to the city. A student goes to Smith Volk, it costs more money or doesn't cost more money than to send them to CETA. It does. It costs more money and there's a transportation difference. I just and when I look at this, yeah, ahead, like babe. when you bring it into like a capital sense, it's deferred maintenance on our future generations and what they will be capable to do and honestly fill a huge equity gap after the baby boomers. And is there room, no is there room at Smith Volk? Can the students go if you wanted to send them all? Could you get them in? I don't know. Oh. I mean, that's a valid question. Right I, now, I just, I'm just, you know. I just want to point out steps. as somebody who's not living in East Hampton or Northampton that it's a tremendous issue for so many hill towns because the tuition is so much steeper. We still have to yep. pay for our local schools, and students are leaving that. And then transportation costs a fortune and takes a lot of students' time. It's a big problem, and a large percentage of the students who go to Smith Volk are from hill towns and related communities. Yeah. Mayor, I'd like to ask you, while we have you for these next couple minutes, please, the state of the superintendent search. We yeah. read, we talked a lot about the search last time. The search is, where does that stand now? Yes, yeah, so our school committee is sworn in and a chair has been chosen for the school committee. The subcommittees are uh, now formed. I think most of them have met and have chairs. And from here, you know, my proposal, my draft proposal sits between, uh, before the committee. Um, and we've talked about an intensive public search that truly stretches the year with the hope of, you know, getting a permanent candidate starting uh, July 1 of 2025. Yeah. And do you have a search firm that is going to be or is being utilized and, and, and contracted with? Um, I'm certainly advocating for that, but that's a vote of the school committee. Um, but I do think that what we we experienced in East Hampton, but also what we're seeing in surrounding communities. Um, I think that a search uh, consultant uh, is very necessary. And I think it should be a consultant with a very wide breadth and experience, um, not just in Western Mass and not just in Massachusetts. I don't know what's out there, but again, that's not my singular vote. Um, that's a conversation and decision for the school committee. The school committee decision, it's also, I take it, a city council committee because the city council would have to approve the funds for that search, for search firm. No. No, just the I school, mean, the school committee. I mean, the school committee would take, yeah, the school committee would take it out of their budget. I 
Okay. That might be news to the school committee. So I'm going to apologize right now to the superintendent and school business manager and the chair of the school committee, but it's coming out of school's budget. <laughs> East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle, thank you so very much for being with us on this special Tuesday edition of Mayor's Monday. Thank you. Take care.